0: Hey everyone, you are listening to CraftCast with host me, Allison Lee. And on today's show, I'll be talking with jewelry artist and author, Jennifer Chin, as well as lots of things to share. So let's get started. Show number 169.
1: Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh-oh. I'm gonna dig within myself, uh uh-oh life may be never what you think but i think i'll just go with it and create something new just get yourself right into your chair come on listen you can learn to create something new it starts inside
0: Well, hello, hello, all my crafting friends out there from around the world. Oh, I'm back, back here in front of the mic uh, with lots to share with all you guys. Uh, First off, to those of you who are listening who came to the live event, uh, I Love Tools, evening uh, about um, last week sometime. That was fun, wasn't it? I know you all guys uh, had a great time because I heard from you. Oh, it was great fun. And those of you who didn't, come on over to craftcast.com. And uh, that happened to be a very special uh, event that night, a free event, uh, where lots of artists who teach uh, through the CraftCast site um, gave lots of tips and tricks on their tools and everything. And we had lots of fabulous prizes. And (laughs) what can I tell you? I love a party. So I'm glad so many of you came online. That was fun from around the world. Uh, And now we've had Valentine's Day. Oh, I have to tell you um, my favorite Valentine's Day story. You know, if you've been listening to CraftCast, you sort of know I'm I'm a bit of a, um, okay, I love crafts, that we know. But I'm also a bit of a um, techno nerd freak. (laughs) You know, I love my equipment and my computers and my Macs and all of that, and uh You know, you sort of have to love all of that if you want to do what I'm doing. Anywho, Valentine's Day came along and um, I got from my man beautiful flowers, you know, the kind that make you go, when they come in the arrangement. I love that. I love that. And uh, some new perfume that I love, interesting enough, flower bomb. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we were going to go out for a lovely dinner, but uh, he was quite under the weather and it was... A late dinner, a late seating. So I thought, you know, let's not do that. Let's do it on a night, you know, you feel great and all that. So we canceled it. But then, um, in the afternoon, I was coming home from the gym and he gave me a call and he said, uh, now you have to understand my man is a PC user, not a Mac user. You know, he makes a little bit of a fun. I think of how much I like Macs, (laughs) that Mac jealousy thing. So anywho, he says to me on the phone, he wants to go buy a Mac that afternoon. And would I go with him? I swear to God, I had to pull the car over. <laughs> I said to him, that is the hottest thing a man has ever said to me on Valentine's Day, just so you know. <laughs> so an hour later, off we go to my Apple store here nearby me where I go quite often, where they do know me. I have quite a few buds in there. And As he's getting all set up with his new equipment and working with one of my buds, I um, take him aside when he goes to the cash register and I said, you just have to understand, he's been a PC user for years. I just, you you know, this is a big day and you know, it's the hottest thing you could ever say to me on Valentine's Day. So all the guys were laughing when they heard that. So we finished the purchase and we're getting ready to walk out through the store And as they see us walk out, every Apple employee stopped what they were doing and started applauding and (laughs) yahooing. It was the best Valentine's Day ever. I'm just saying. I got my own rousing Apple cheer from everyone as I walked out with my man arm in arm. Yes, yahoo. (laughs) Of course, when we left the store, my man said to me under his breath, did I just join a cult? (laughs) I said, well, sort of, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, anywho, I had to share it with all you guys because who better would I, could I make laugh with that? It was just the truth. Uh, but I don't want to forget... The other thing that came out of the live event last week was announcing uh, this winter-spring season set of online live classes, nine new ones. Uh, the first one starting February 29th, Leap Your Day, I guess we call it, we don't call it Leap Your year, leap year Day, with Ms. Donna Penoyer coming back to the CraftCast uh, studio to teach, we're calling it Put a Lid on It, with Donna Panoyer. Put a Lid on It. It's how to make these crazy gorgeous metal clay locket boxes. I mean, to die for is all I'm saying. And no one teaches better than Ms. Donna Panoyer. Okay. No, they all teach really good, but <laughs> what can I tell you? They're all good. But you know, when you're with Donna, she is the best. She is so much fun. She's known as the whistle lady. If you've t- took classes before, their recordings are in the uh, recording section for sale. She makes those freaking gorgeous whistles out of silver that you wear on a ring, that little bird whistle. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you, it's gorgeous. Then coming after that, we have Laura Hart teaching how to stencil on metal clay. A new CraftCast teacher, Wanery Tanner. Oh, Lordy B, this is a talented young person. She's teaching book lockets. She's going to be using copper clay. If you want to be playing with copper clay, come take that. Uh, we have coming up these resin rings that Patrick is going to show us how to make. Sealy Fago, I bow down, Sealy. Celie. Sealy's coming on to show us how to work with um, clay as well. The sterling clay, Uh, and then we have Jennifer Chin coming on, who's today's guest. Oh yes, Jennifer's going to come on and talk about how to solder, demonstrate all of that. Brenda's coming on and doing work with a jig. We have um, another new teacher from across the big pond, Uh, Debbie Carlton, coming on to show how to make these beautiful polymer bangles and cuffs. Love, and then Lorene Baum Davis is going to show us how to do setting in clay. There, you just heard them all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'd go to all of them, but I already know I'm going to be there. So there you go. So come over, come over and check out all the classes. All right. So back to today's guest, uh, Jennifer Chin. Now I fell in love with Jennifer's work. That's why she's going to teach a class when I got her new book, Hot Connections. Uh, Anyway, so I got to talk with her and um, I love that book. And I'll tell you why right now. Uh, It's because it has so many... Well, one of the things she's going to be teaching is chains, but she has a fresh approach. And I always love when I see that, you know, I love the classics, but I love when someone takes their own spin on it and adds something fresh and interesting and modern. And she definitely does that. So be talking to her momentarily. You'll enjoy that. And then before that, I also want to tell you about, oh yes, a new website I saw uh, that I love. It's called oneword.com. Remember, you can come over to all the um, uh, craftcast.com and get all the links for everything I'm talking about in case you don't have a pencil right now. Um, And it's very cool because if you want prompts to get going with your writing, uh, this is a great way to clear your head. Anyway, it's a fun prompt site where you get a prompt word and then you write and it times you and you can keep sort of a journal there. Uh, Sometimes I think just writing gets you going, the creative flow um no matter what you're going to be doing but you know it's definitely like if I have to sit down and write sometimes it helps to sort of have a trick to get going so I sort of love that and then what else did I wanted to tell you um oh my favorite tv show Downton Abbey if you haven't seen that now I missed the whole season so over a nasty weekend was it two weekends ago even though we've had great weather I watched the entire two seasons just saying just saying and I loved every bit of it it takes place in World War One time um, I'm not good at those dates sorry uh, and it's in an abbey a mansion in England and it's the relationships between all the people uh, who live there and the hired help and Oh, I love the detail, the clothes, the jewelry. I mean, and just, it's a soap opera really, but it's just, you know, it's masterpiece theater. Who doesn't love masterpiece theater, I say. Anyway, if you've heard it, but you never checked it out, um, I do suggest that. I really do. Uh, and then, oh, I do have a request for all of you listening. If you are... Um, uh, if you can, when they changed over a new iTunes, they haven't moved. They're sort of just lost in whatever because now there is um, the app for um, Craftcast for your iPad as well as your iPhone. So all of the reviews got lost just in the basic podcast show. Um, if you like the show and would spend the time writing a little review over there, greatly appreciated. Trying to build that up again over there so people find us easily. And I think that's everything. Did I go over everything? I think so. Except for the music today. And this was a song I was saving. And then I thought, okay, it's perfect for today because today's guest is Jennifer Chin because the name of the song is 27 Jennifers. (laughs) And this song just sort of cracked me up by Mike Dowdy. Um, It's called 27 Jennifers. So I hope you enjoy it and laugh. And then come on back and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Jennifer Chin. (laughs)
2: I went to school with 27 Jennifers 16 Jens, 10 Jennies, and then there was her Mmm, yeah You might be the one that I've been seeking for You might be the strange delight You might be the girly who shall end all girls. You might be the sweet, unspiteful. I rode the boss with 27 Jennifers. 16 jens, 10 Jennies, throwing shade at her. Seeking for you might be the strange the light ball You might be the girly who shall end all girls You might be the sweet unspiteful the One that I've been seeking for, you might be the strange delightful. You might be the girly who shall end all girls. You might be the sweet on spiteful. You might be the one that I've been seeking for. You might be the strange delightful. You might be the girly who shall end all girls. You might be the sweet on spiteful. Twenty seven Jennifer. Twenty seven Jennifer.
0: I know all your metalsmiths out there and people who've been wondering about the uh, art of soldering are gonna love my guest today, Ms. Jennifer Chen. She's a metalsmith and an author. She currently lives and works in Boston's Fort. Point Channel neighborhood, where she enjoys a supportive community of artists and friends. Boy, we all love that. Uh, Her work can be seen at some of the country's most prestigious craft shows, galleries, and museum shops. And she is the author of a relatively new book that I totally love called Hot Connections, The Complete Sourcebook of Soldering Techniques. Uh, And her website is lushmetals.com. Ms. Jennifer Chin, welcome to CraftCast. Thank you, Allison. Thanks
3: for having me.
0: Uh, So, First, let's talk about how you got into smithing. because I always love to hear what brought someone to a certain medium.
3: Well, um, I went to art school. I went to um, the museum school in Boston, and, I, and I'd always created art my whole life. My, my parents were both artists. But um, in, in art school, I did a lot of uh, work with mixed media and, uh, you know, photography. Like, I was all over the place. And, um, I As you should
0: with- be at that age. Come on.
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, metal was always um, something that intrigued me, but I had never worked with it before. Um, so I, I, took, I actually took a welding class um, in school, and uh, it was really scary, but I forced myself to do it because I was just really interested in this, this material that was, you know, some kind of dangerous, and <laughs> took all these complicated tools to work with. Wait, what part um, was like, scary, the big flame heat I there? think just... You know, working with a torch and, uh, right. you know, the tools just seemed just, you know, on a different level than, than anything I'd work, you know, than, than pencils and, right. and clay and wood. It was a, sort of a, the next level. And uh, so so I really got into the steel welding and doing sculpture. Um, and then t- sort of towards the end of, of art school, I um, started taking jewelry making classes and I really fell in love with uh, white metals, just working with you know, silver and copper and, um, just being able to, to, you know, take my, uh, you know, my sculptural, you know, welded pieces and do them on a tiny year old level, It's really exciting for me. Um, but that's how I started. And then I also worked for a, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I worked for a jeweler as well, um, Ew. sort of towards the end of school and I got, um, the end, sort of the business end of it as well.
0: So. Oh, well that's pretty fabulous if you got that too.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great experience to uh, to see how um, this jeweler she she worked with silver and glass, and I uh, was able to see the business end of it. Like, oh, this could be you know not only a, a you know something I'd love to do, but a, as a job as well. Right. So we learned about production jewelry.
0: Gosh, that's a whole separate topic, and that's not really covered in school. <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. And some schools, uh, you know, I think it's Math in in Boston, they actually. They go about the only school I've ever heard of that talks about, you know, what happens after graduation and, uh, you know, what to do with your art degree, basically, and, and not, uh, you know, be able to be successful artist. Right. But, yeah, it's a rare thing. <laughs> the reality.
0: like, Hey, as a quick off subject, have you seen on TV that show, Project Accessory, where they actually have jewelers on?
3: I haven't seen it, but I I, I heard all about it. I loved Project Runway. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, uh, but I really wanted to watch it. We got rid of our television. <laughs> you did <laughs> We did, yeah. Wait, was, uh... I want to
0: hear about this. I'm, I'm. <laughs> it wasn't because it was broken, right? You got rid of it because why? You no,
3: know, we were just trying to. We were, you know, if you get cable and there's just not, there's nothing to watch, and it just wasn't worth it. And we've just been, if we want to watch something, we'll download it, you know. So we just figured. Uh, why have a tv why have this big ugly thing in the living room <laughs> you
0: know i this is not the, the my son did the same thing he said he, he had kept the tv but it's all he's just downloading when he wants to watch something yeah he said, there's nothing on anymore i think it's a very interesting trend
3: and it yeah yeah it is i mean i think i think my, my husband would like to get one of those apple tvs yeah that's what we got. yeah that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's it,
0: it now did you find that you have more time to think design and spend time in the studio getting rid of your tv
3: yeah, and actually more time reading. I know. <laughs> you know oh. it's it's, it's I, I I love to read, and I, I have more time to do it now. It isn't this uh you know kind of being a zombie in front of the TV, which I, I think know. we we definitely did. And and you know we're not even watching anything that was that was worth our time. No, but now we, we can be selective and watch you know whatever you know because we never had HBO or anything like that. But now if we want to, you know, we can download, you know, the good stuff that you see on HBO that we couldn't see before. So we have that. We're not totally out of
0: touch. You know, it's a good inspiration because it does take away time from thought, design, reading. We're getting away from it and it just becomes like a drug. I'm doing it. I've turned it off before, but it's like, you know, you just put it on so you don't have to think anymore.
3: Yeah. You you feel your brain turning to mush. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. It's not you know, good, Jen. It's not good. It's not good. How long have you been doing it? Probably about a year now. Oh, I've you're an old man. I really, I don't miss it. I really don't miss it. I thought, I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have TV, but yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, I think it's better for me. And we've, and we've, we just have a whole new schedule. You know, we'll have dinner and then we'll read a book, or you know, we'll, it isn't sitting in front of the TV. It's, it's, it's
0: better. Well, you know what? You're totally inspiring me. I'm a little scared because I also want to give up sugar. It's my last holdout. None of the sugar. <laughs> the sugar at night with the TV watching. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly. I can't do that. We tried to give up um, you know, carbs for a little bit, too, and I I couldn't do it. it. We lasted five days,
0: and that was it. No, there's certain things can't, but I'm sort of liking this combo. Because of the result you just said, which is reading and you you get back to you know, making your brain active again and not mushing out at yeah. night. So, well, yeah, I, you've inspired me. That's very interesting. Now, see, I was going to shows like that Project Runway, but it was accessories because it was actually showing people. At least it was interesting to me because they were doing design projects and, yeah. you know, dealing with... Um, Uh, really runway stuff, not production, but um, it was interesting, at least from that point of view. But I've seen your work gets described as delicate industrial. I love that sort of combination there. And uh, that's a good way to put it. Now, what influenced you to sort of take that look? What's your what's your influences that get you that way?
3: I think um well when i i, I grew up in New Hampshire, I sort of out in the country, and then when I moved to Boston, I was sort of um taken aback by the city like the city really was overwhelming to me, you know it' was this sort of you know cold industrial you know you know not too many trees, just living in boston i I kind of felt like this
1: um
3: like a like a flower <laughs> in the city like surrounded by barbed wire like, just, huh. like the, the, the hardness of the city really affected me. And, um, but at the same time, you know, the beauty of it, I love the, you know, the beauty of, of, um, industrial architecture and, uh, you know, this the small details of it. I think, you know, working in metal, which to me is sort of, you know, it's, it's this sort of hard, dirty material. It can be, you know, it comes from the earth and it's this, um, just this material that's sort of, you know, associated with industry. Um, but you know, to make it delicate and beautiful and feminine um, was just something that uh, not only with just my jewelry work, a lot of my uh, earlier work, my mixed media work, um, my sculpture, sort of had the same theme, sort of, uh, you know, uh, the material, the irony of the material or the, you know, the taking this material and and changing it to the, you know, the opposite meaning. Right, right, right. (laughs) It's hard to describe. (laughs) No, I understand. It's like taking something (laughs) cold
0: and metal and making it feel feminine and light and
3: fluid. Yeah, yeah, and and the the fact that um you know when you're when you're doing metal smithing and forging you you know the metal goes through all these different processes. It goes from being in this raw material, hard, you know, dirty. It gets gets dirty and uh, you know hot and changes while you're working with it, and then in the end you come up with this beautiful. Um, you know, this beautiful finish or beautiful, right. you know, you can make it really, um, you know, different from, from what you started with, basically.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is a metamorphosis of things it can go through. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now, what is your, is silver your choice of metal to work with or what's your, do you have a favorite or one you always go to?
3: I love working in silver. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to work in gold as well, but it's, you know, it's just so expensive. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but yeah, copper, I, I'm, not cra- I'm not I'm not. crazy about working with copper. If I'm going to do, I'll, I'll work with copper if I, if I need to do sort of a, you know, a first, you know, a first, um, you know, step of, or, you know, a, if I want to, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't want to waste any expensive silver. But yeah, silver at this point is definitely my go-to metal. Absolutely.
0: You know, Oh, so you don't, that's interesting because being forced to, not being well, because the cost of silver, I mean, remember we bought silver and you used that. I mean, I started yeah. in gold, you used silver before you tried it in gold. You didn't even think about the cost of silver. Right. Now, <laughs> it's not the case. So we started playing around with yeah. copper as well. But now I've learned to love copper.
3: Yeah, I don't, maybe it's just... I, Copper to me, it's just so it gets so dirty so quickly, and so I have a hard—I get frustrated with it. Oh, okay. Even though I, you know, it is soft and it is great for you know shaping and things like that. I just, um, you know, I will use it. It's just I really I, I love silver. Yeah. I have an easier time uh, heating and soldering. And,
0: That's true. That's true. No, yeah. It, is. It, it definitely is. So now, when you, how does your creative process start? Do you? think something up and see something at the end in your mind's eye and draw it out and go for it? Or do you say, let me work with these shapes and still see where this takes me. What's your creative process?
3: A little of both. I mean, I'm not one to draw things out, but I definitely, um, um, I'll see a finished um, piece in my mind, definitely. And rarely does it actually come out that way, (laughs) but it's okay. I mean, it's usually I'll come up with something that's, you know, it's, possibly even better than, than when I started with. But yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of tubing and wire and I just, um, I, I'll just have my, my materials there and I, instead of drawing it out, I'll, you know, I'll put things together, um, you know, about soldering it. Um, but I, I like to work that way instead of, um, you know, drawing something out. It's, it's always too disappointing because it never comes out
1: <laughs>
3: exactly the way, you know, I had in mind.
0: Well, I see um, you work with a lot of shapes and patterns, so do you start making your basic shapes and playing with them?
3: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'll just have a lot of shapes, and I I just love the way certain shapes will fit together, and, you know, ideas will will come from that. Absolutely.
0: Did you have the high... And I, and I teach soldering here in my own um, studio, did you have the hive, which I love. I know someone's addicted when I'm showing them soldering and they gasp when they see the solder flow. Like, oh, <laughs> another addict was just born. <laughs> yeah, that's magic. <laughs> that's
3: true. When they see the solder
0: flow and when they see a granule made by just melting a piece of solder and boop into a ball, mm-hmm. it spins. Both of yeah. those, if they elicit little joys of glee, I know, oh, another addict has been born.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the whole process. Yeah, I do too. It's really? great fun. So, yeah. now, do you also work in series, or do you sort of jump around? So, you play. Let's say you play with a shape you're working with that you love. Do you then say, "Oh, let me create a full line?"
3: Um, you mean like a like a like a earrings, necklace, one. bracelet, that type of thing? I do. I try to. Yes, because uh, you know. If well if I'm making it for, for you know, for my line for, for sale, I definitely like to yeah. um you know, create multiples and definitely have pieces that go with go with, you know, if I'm gonna make a necklace, I definitely make a pair of earrings and a bracelet to go with it. Absolutely.
0: Right.
1: Right.
3: Unless the piece unless the piece is a you know, I have definitely made a lot of standalone necklaces that um sort of need nothing else. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, do you find uh, when you sell to galleries or museum shops that they want to have it do they want to have more one standalone or do they want to have things that work together
3: they like to have things that work together they absolutely. do yeah. I think a lot of you know a lot of um, my customers poor men who are buying for their wives they always um, they, they always want to buy the whole set absolutely that's interesting they, yeah so you want to have that available for them definitely that's a good and I always I always encourage buying the whole set of
0: course <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 sure better, sure sure yeah, and what yeah, woman doesn't yeah. want to receive the whole set if given the opportunity, even if they don't wear them right. all
3: together? Right, right, and and even I mean, I don't encourage matchy matchy sets, but uh, a lot of my at least my work, you can uh, they're all sort of in the same family, so you can you can mix and match, and they'll, they'll still definitely be you know great right. Right together. Right, that's even better. I love that. Well, now. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about your book. I'm going to rave about your book for a minute. I think it's wonderful. Again, Hot Connections Jewelry. I've had it on the site already once, the complete source book of soldering techniques. I'm going to tell you why. I really love it. You're welcome. Um, You really did some fresh approaches. And a lot of times... You know, I don't see that. So it was really enjoyable to see f- fresh design approaches and great fun ideas. I forgot, and I'm going to tell you this right now, I made, oh shoot, now I just lost my place. I did two things out of your book. One, it's, oh, you did? I did. One total inspiration actually is one of your pictures in the gallery, but I did your earrings, the domed petal earrings. Oh, great, great. And I soldered no, every single not. jump ring.
3: Oh my gosh, Good. for you yeah because
0: it wasn't staying together i was nervous it would pop open i said just go for it solder every one of those little babies together yeah (laughs) without melting anything you know i was like i love them
1: so yes i think that
0: was fabulous i mean some really great little designs so now let's talk about especially people who are thinking about they'd like to um do a book as well what was your bookmaking process how did that whole thing come was that something you wanted to do
3: it actually wasn't. Um, it was, uh, I was very lucky. I just had a, I had a publisher call me from Random House who was a big fan of my work. And she asked, you know, we should be interested in writing a book about um, jewelry making techniques and specifically soldering. And um, I think she she actually didn't realize that uh, (laughs) the whole process was, you know, you can't just start with soldering. You have to, there's just all these other processes that you have to do beforehand. Right. Um, So it was basically, she wanted me to write a book about soldering. And they asked me to write a sample chapter um, with, you know, um, process photography and everything just to, you know, see that I could... I could actually write a book. Right. <laughs> and and that I was a good writer. <laughs> and so I did that and they and they accepted accepted it. So they it was uh, it was just very good luck. I had I really had never thought, Oh, I should write a book about techniques. <laughs> right. Yeah, I never never you know, I never thought that I was the authority on it, but it but it was a great experience and it was um it was challenging. Um, I was gonna I, say, I were you
0: thrilled or overwhelmed? You were like, Yay and then uh oh.
3: It was it was overwhelming, you know. Towards the end, when your, your deadlines coming up, it's definitely overwhelming. Because um, I do a lot, you know. I don't just I, I do shows and I do a lot of other things, and so it was hard to kind of juggle um, finishing the book. But uh, it, it was it gave me about a year and a half, which I think uh, was a good amount of time, actually. <laughs> right. But it was good. It was a great experience. I was actually uh, the same the same month that my my uh, the the final. Um, Final, final of the book was due was the same uh, month as my wedding <laughs> and no. so I was trying to plan a wedding, yep, and finish this book and, <laughs> and do shows and oh my gosh, it was it was challenging
0: <laughs> but isn't it amazing oh. sometimes you get more done than you ever think possible because of that yeah, yeah, you get into a groove you get, you get into a groove. groove, you wrote a book, you got married yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have a baby and a something else too, it's like, get it all us women, we can exactly. do it all Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Well, it is. It's totally beautiful. Um, Now, well, let's talk about, let's give some people some ideas on soldering. Um, Give them your best tips, because we know that soldering, when it works, it's fabulous. And when it's not working, what's the best tips you give people there?
3: It's not working. Um, Well, possibly uh, what you're trying to solder together is dirty. Uh, make number sure one, right? It's really clean, yeah. Uh, make sure that you're you're balancing where your heat is going. You're 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 focusing more heat on the uh, if you're if you're soldering a you know like a post to an earring, you're going to want to put more heat on the earring than the post. Just you know, the larger object is going to need more heat than the smaller object.
1: Right.
0: Um, That's a huge thing too. Yeah, um, avoid the meltdown of the post.
3: Now, when you, exactly. when you work, are you,
0: do you use acetylene torch?
3: I do. I have an acetylene torch, and I, I use. Um, it's one of those torches that just uses the ambient air. Right. Right. I don't. Uh, yeah, I live in a, in a, a co-op building, and so we can't have techs. tanks tanks of oxygen, unfortunately. Right. But uh, but my tank, my gas, my, my torch is great. Right. And, and the, do you rubber. find that
0: you use smaller tips or bigger tips?
3: I use the absolute smallest one I have. You do? Um, but, but Yeah, but it actually puts out a, a good amount of heat. Um, if I'm if I'm doing something large like a, you know, a bangle bracelet or a cuff bracelet, I'll, I'll use the, um, the, the next one up. But in general, for my small stuff, I use just the smallest tip.
0: Yeah, I've been playing around with the smallest tip lately, and I'm seeing how genius it works. And I just had sort yeah. of forgotten about that. Now, you don't use, do you ever use stones or is it, it looks like you mostly don't.
3: I I do actually. I mean I do um, I do uh, rings which which uh, have stones in them. But I didn't. Uh, I don't have them on my website or in the oh, book. Okay. Um, but I do do for my shows. I usually have rings. I I usually just bezel set, um, faceted stones and cabochons. And I right. do actually these really cool rings. I call them a the cosmic ring, and they have um, they're on like a domed band, and they have a. All these bezel set stones that kind of stick out at different angles, kind of looks hmm. like um, a planet or something. So they are sort of spacey. That's why I call them cosmic rings. I love and I do that. different. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. I don't and I do. Uh, I don't have them on the website just because rings are always trouble with sizing. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 Online, no. I like to I like to be able to be in person if I'm going to do a ring for a person.
0: And I also yeah. I really like all the artists that you show in your book as well. Um, you have a nice oh, mix yeah. of all the color, and I love all the resin work that you show as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're all my, all my friends who are, uh, you know, they also do shows and, um, you know, it's my little jewelry travel club. Uh, is that <laughs> we all what you, travel oh, together. okay. I was <laughs> wondering. Similar shows.
0: Yeah. But that's great. That's a great supportive community feeling then.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. We can all, you know, lament together or celebrate (laughs) or, you know,
1: (laughs) or even if you need a fast
0: supply, you have someone to call instead of freaking out too. Yeah, exactly. It's all a good thing. Well, now what are you working on in your bench right now? What, what's your new shape or design that you're experimenting with?
3: I'm right now it's it's nice because it's my sort of downtime. January is good and I can work on new designs and, um, I'm really interested in, um, oxidation, but not doing but doing sort of partial oxidation on pieces, like Mm -hmm. sort of making a stripe of oxidation here and there.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. So I'm just trying to actually work with, um, so actually doing a
0: pattern of oxidation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I am working with a lot of oxidizing, half oxidizing snake chain, Really, uh, mm. I'm really into that at the moment. She, the, snake, the snake chain looks just gorgeous if you, if you um, oxidize and, um, and sort of a, a... I put it in a tumbler and get it all nice and shiny um, with some steel shot, but it just looks really gorgeous.
0: Wait, um, explain, kind of which one is the snake chain? I mean, I know it moves like a snake, but it is, is it woven with jump rings?
3: Um, it's, um, it's sort of a tiny, thin chain. It looks like a rope. Okay. Um, that you make yourself. Yeah, no, I don't make that. I don't make that oh, okay. myself. Okay. I, okay. But I do incorporate it with all. Everything else is fabricated. But usually, I'll, I'll add some um, oxidized, oxidized snake chain, um, you know, onto you know another fabricated piece. Right. Uh, but that's what I completely really like at the moment. And I also uh, a million to texture, putting, doing more hammered texture um, on pieces. Because a lot of my stuff is very sort of clean and right. you know smooth looking, <laughs> right, right, I sort right. of would like to um to to move to more of a textured um Isn't surfaces. Isn't
0: it f- funny how we go through those kind of moods where like I remember yeah. when everything had to be shiny and then every and then it was now everything had to be matte, no more shiny.
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember my my stuff was was way too shiny at one point, and it didn't occur to me till it was all laying out in my cases at a show, and I. Oh my God, this is what am I doing? This is so shiny. Isn't it Blinding funny? People. It's so funny
0: <laughs> yeah. how those things happen. And then it was like, oh my gosh, if it wasn't matte, rub comet or pumice on everything. Okay, that's better. And yeah. Then, you know, yeah. <laughs> now I'm back into like, make it shiny. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> well, fashion, you know,
3: it's all that's you know, true. What inspires you to what you see people wearing and, you know, what I think it all, it all relates definitely.
0: I think it's also emotional, too, because I think yes. right now, my feeling is we love to see shiny. If, if you know, there's things going on in the world and life's hard enough, something shiny, I know from the women I'm around, yeah. something right. shiny is a fabulous thing. Yeah,
3: it's a little joy. Yes. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> it just,
0: you know, gets yep. us going. It's one of those wonderful things. Well, what's your go-to tool on your workbench? Is there one tool that you, like can't live without that's your tool
3: oh my tube cutter probably i love my tube cutter it's See, all I the time. Have one. Okay. <laughs> that's
0: so funny you should say that because I'm, I'm looking at your book as we're talking and on page 33 it's your tube cutting jig yeah <laughs>
3: and is that yep. the one you use yep yep that's it i love it that's, i use it probably daily absolutely it's fine. See, I'm going to want to mm-hmm.
0: cut some tube after um, I finish talking with you. I can tell.
3: <laughs> well, it's great for cutting wire. You know, it's 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 just good for because you know I do a lot of repeating patterns. I love getting right. everything all the same size, so it's it's really good for that. Right. For getting exact sizes. Right. Right. I mean, I still go through lots of saw blades. You know. Right. But what can you
0: do? Exactly. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all it's yeah. all a good thing. So, yeah. well, now do you? Um, Do you work in your studio, like how many hours a day, just give real, some people think that when you're a a designer, jewelry designer, whatever, you're making things, just making all day long, but there is the business side, so how in a week do you have a percentage of time that you're at the bench actually making jewelry? As
3: opposed to sitting at my computer doing other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, yeah, not enough, not enough, yeah, Yeah. yeah maybe 30%. You yeah. know, it's really... No, it's, that's it's, that's the average. That's that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, at least this time of the year after the holidays are over and, um, you know, this is the time when I can sit down and uh, work on my new designs right. and, you know, this is a good time. But yeah, during the other times it's it's all this other yeah, all this other stuff. <laughs> it's all the other stuff. And I also yeah. want to applaud
0: you on I think your site, um, Lushmetals dot com, it's also branded. That's the other thing. You have a really nice branding of the look of all of your work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I'm sure that That's, was, you know, conscious and important to you as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah my my husband actually did the site and he's he's a graphic designer and he's got See, he's there's got a fantastic the trick guy yeah yeah marry book a designer
0: thing. so you have so much yeah. to do
3: everything for you absolutely i know a lot of jewelers who are, who are married to um graphic designers so <laughs> it's a like. good combo That's a connection or something yeah absolutely yeah it nice. works and he's a photographer as well so it all
0: it all works oh see you have it all there it <laughs> it all. it's it's all a very good thing well I really enjoy your book, and as I'm looking through it again, I know other people will be inspired, too. It's a great – I think it's always a great compliment to copy a project, but it's a great way to say, okay, now I'm going to make it my own and play with it. And um,
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want people to do. Yes. You know, this is just your starting point, and, you know, go with it. Do, do what you want. Make it your, make it your own.
0: Exactly. So, um, again, everyone, it's Hot Connections Jewelry by Ms. Jennifer Chin. I want to thank you so much for coming on and spending some time chatting with me about my favorite things, too.
3: Thank you so much for
0: having me. My pleasure. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed my... A little chit-chat with Ms. Jennifer Chin. Uh, Her website, lushmetals.com, is pretty fabulous to look at. Uh, And remember, you can come over to the craftcast.com site to get all those links if you don't have a pencil and paper on you right now. Uh, As well as, don't forget, Jennifer will be teaching live with me through craftcast.com on April 18th. So you can check that out under the online classes uh, part of the Craftcast website. Um, as well as uh, take a look at her book, Hot Connections. Uh, Really fun. Loved it. Okay. So oh, all of you listening through the app, the CraftCast app, the bonus material today, um, I'm very excited. If you haven't updated your CraftCast app, make sure you plug it in and get the update because now the bonuses have video. And uh, so that's sort of fun. So you can watch a a little video bonus from me using your app. Uh, this is material you can't get anywhere else, so go get the app if you're interested. You can just go uh, for a Droid or your iPhone. You know where to shop to get those. Uh, and today's bonus material is uh, a video. you got to see it. <laughs> it is uh, a tool I made. Uh, you saw part of it if you were in the I Love Tools evening. But it's a tool I made that's for It's a little humidor. Out of a adorable little cupcake holder, uh, and it's was inspired by uh, Ms Seely Fago, who is a just genius jewelry artist. When I grew up one day, I'd like to be like her uh, and she when I took a class with her, uh, I learned when you're working with material that needs to be kept moist, you have a little container to keep it moist in. So I just came up with a cute little craft cast version of a, a humidor that way, and uh, you can use it for other things. So if you're thinking, eh, "I don't need that," I don't do metal clay. Oh no, there are other things that need to be kept moist when you're working. So, and it's just sort of funny anyway. You'd enjoy it. So check that out as your bonus material, and uh, and going forward, there'll always be something fun to check out like that in the app. Okay, so E.T. entertaining thought section of the show today oh don't get me started in this area um, but I I had this idea that I got from someone else it's not my idea but it it spoke loudly to me so I wanted to share it with all of you uh, and um, I'm going to use my own personal example of things that that happened with me uh, this was I was listening to Dr. Daniel um, Amon or Amen it's A-M-E-N and he has a bunch of book out, books out all about keeping your brain healthy to stay young and healthy. He's really freaking adorable and so smart. I, and because I also tend to think this way, I totally love him. But he was talking about something um, that finally really spoke to me, so I'm going to share it with you, which is, uh, you know, I live you know i do my exercise i eat my vegetables and my protein but here's my weakness i will eat sugar at night sour patch kids you know now i feel like i'm in therapy sharing something with all of you but i'm going to share anyway darn it uh you know ch- chocolate but you know m- more than i should i'm not an overweight girl you've seen me i'm sure many of you uh but it's not good for me i know that so but I, uh, when I make a choice to eat it, I just sort of go, mm, no, I'm going to eat it. So <laughs> when I was listening to uh, Dr. Um, Amen, he talked about making decisions that were based on IQ. Are you going to make a decision that's an above 100 IQ decision or below 100 IQ decision? Well, that got to my ego, I'm just telling you. So that night when I looked at the chocolate box left over from Valentine's Day, thinking of just sort of, oh, enjoying more than my share, I looked and I said, am I going to make a decision that's under my 100 IQ knowing this is not good for me? It's too late at night and I'm too much sugar. Or do I make a decision below the 100 IQ where it's like, oh, these look good. I'm just going to eat them. I don't care what it makes me feel like. So... I'm just telling you, my ego hit in and I didn't eat them that night. Of course, my brain is rationalizing and trying to figure out how to make that work. So it's still an above 100 IQ decision, Uh, which I think there's a little room for, like a little bit every few nights. Doesn't have to cut it all out. But I am using that when I look at things now. Am I making a decision that is above 100 IQ or below 100 IQ? And that... Stop me in my tracks is all I'm saying. So, I share that with all of you, in case that makes a difference to you. Uh, I thought it was brilliantly said. Uh, you can check him out, Mister uh, Doctor. I'm sorry, Doctor Daniel. Amen. A M E N. Uh, lots of books and things, but pretty cool pretty darn cool so there you go another week here from the Craftcast studio i hope you enjoyed uh make sure you come over to craftcast.com where you can check out all the links about everything i talked about today as well as leave some comments i never ask people to leave comments leave comments people uh leave comments go check it out over on uh, itunes and you can leave your uh, i comment and review um say nice things i love that just saying. You can always uh, email me at Allison at craftcast.com or give me a call at 877- 819-1859 and there you go. Have a fabulous week and you know what I have to say. Get your butt in the chair and keep crafting.
1: Just get yourself I knew